Hello and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. My goal is to help you increase your skills and reputation as a leader, to increase your ability to connect and influence with others, and increase your ability to be the very best leader you can be, particularly in this time of change that is happening in leadership right now. As we get started today, I encourage you to visit my leadership website, www.stevebarker.com.au or my Facebook group, Audacious Leadership, where you will find heaps more resources, insights and strategies that will help you to continue to grow your leadership skills. G'day and welcome to episode 31 of the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, life is treating you well and that you are staying safe. So we are into part two of what leaders do well. And if you remember from the uh, episode, oh, where are we? Episode 30, (laughs) which was the last one. Um, Leaders do five things well. They challenge the process. They inspire shared vision. They enable others to act. They model the way and they encourage others to success. These are five things that leaders do very well. And they do it in four very specific ways. The first one which we spoke about last time, was leaders have the ability to choose, which gives them that advantage to be able to start when they know the right time is, when they've gathered the right amount of people around them, the right style of people, and they can then start to clearly articulate their vision and move it forward. So let's focus on this week's topic, which is leaders create. Leaders create a whole manner of different things. And the first one that they create is confidence. Leaders are very good at being able to create confidence within their teams and within those around them. You know, when I talk about confidence, I'm talking about the ability to be able to lift people up, to help them understand the situation, to be able to almost inspire people. Because when we start to create confidence in people, We want to be able to create self-confidence. We want to help them understand how they can create their their own confidence in themselves and see their own purple, purple, (laughs) see their own personal successes. And one of the ways that we can do this as a leader is to be able to celebrate people's successes, to be able to um, champion them as they're going along, to be able to challenge them and say, you know, you can do this. I, I believe in you. I've, I've got your back. You know, I'm going to be walking along your side. I'm going to be supporting you along the way. And then as they start to achieve the things that they thought were almost impossible, we help them see the evidence that they've been able to achieve it and we champion them. We want to create confidence in, in our teams, in our people, because that creates people success. And, you know, there's a, there's a phrase that often gets banded around. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a team. And this is where we can use the confidence, the personal success, the confidence of people within themselves to then start to grow the confidence within them as a team. So what we want to do is develop the people success the same way that we did with the individual success, but then by challenging the team to be able to create different outcomes to be able to come up with new outcomes to be able to improve enhance get better at and again this comes back to element number one which is choice which i spoke about a couple of weeks ago because once we've got people who are confident then we've got 
teams that are confident, what we started to get then is mission success and really nailing some of the bigger outcomes. And once we start to get mission success, we start to then become almost, and I use the word very cautiously, almost unstoppable because we've got momentum. We've got success in ourselves. We've got success in our team. And then we've got success in our mission. So, you know, when we start to recognize that, that we can create that within our team, what we start to do is we receive people's trust because they can see the confidence within us as leaders. And all the time, what we do is we lead with our character. We lead by inspiration. We lead by example. And I mentioned this in the previous podcast, you know, as a leader, you are always being watched. And I'm sure you've recognized this, that, you know, as a leader, it only takes one stuff up, one thing to go wrong. And everybody's on your back. Everybody's going, oh, look at this. Oh, oh. And away they go over monks and moans. But you have to do a thing, some things a hundred times right the first, you know, a hundred times right before anybody will notice it for the first time. And that comes down to our competence. So we lead for our character and we lead for our competence. You know, the ability to be able to do things over and over and over and over again. And as um, Judith Bardwick said, real confidence comes from knowing and accepting yourself, your strengths and your limitations, in contrast to depending on affirmations from others outside. And this is where, as a leader, we really need to do what I refer to as the inner work. You know, it's it's, I hear it a lot and I don't like the phrase. We fake it until we make it. No, let's not fake it until we make it. Let's be authentic. Let's be truthful because everybody knows when people are faking it. People know when they're blowing sunshine up their ass or blowing sunshine out of their ass. Yeah. Let's invest in ourselves. Let's be the best versions of ourselves. Let's be the best person that we can be so that we can be the best leader that we can be. And that confidence comes from really knowing and accepting yourself and your strengths and your limitations. It's not just listening to affirmations and um, words of encouragement from people from the outside. So that, that, that quote from Judith Bardwick is very true. Real confidence comes from knowing and accepting yourself and your strengths and your limitations in contrast to the depending in sorry in contrast to depending on affirmations from others outside so leaders create confidence leaders also create ideas and this kind of harks back to what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago now the leader doesn't have to come up with all the ideas. This is the whole purpose of having people in your team. This is the whole purpose of growing new leaders around you, of having your team think of ways that they can come up with ideas by allowing them to have their ideas heard, seen, tried and tested. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but I certainly have, where You know, you've come up with an idea and you go to your leadership team and you go, hey, I've got an idea. We could move. We could get past this problem by doing da, 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 da. And the leadership just poo poo the idea and go, no, mate, no, we tried that two years ago. Didn't work. Thanks for your idea. But uh, that one's not going to fly. 
and you walk away and you're deflated. It's like somebody's popped your balloon. You're like, oh. there's no thanks for your idea. There's no gratitude there. There's no, oh, I'm glad that you've been thinking about that. You know, we tried this a couple of years ago. This was the problem. If you can come up with a workaround around the problem we tr- we did we came across, that would be awesome. Keep thinking, mate. You've got a great idea there. Let's see if we can build on it. You know, they they just shut you down. So the leader doesn't have to come up with all the ideas. The team can come up with the ideas, but the leader is the catalyst for great ideas. And what this means is that as the leader, we still need to inspire those around us. We still need to think of ideas. We can't just stand there or sit there and go. Well, you know, I don't have to come up with the ideas. Steve on his podcast has already told me I don't have to come up with the ideas. So why should I have to come up with them? We need to come up with the ideas. We need to lead by example. This is one of the things that I keep saying all the time. We want to be leading by example. We want to be showing the way forward. So we are the catalyst for great ideas. We encourage ideas. We ask for ideas all the time. So how can we be a catalyst for these ideas? Well, here's some here's some ideas for you. This is the way that as a leader we want to be thinking so that we can start to become almost like idea-making machines. Because if we're always asking questions about the business, about the team, about the project, about the way forward, if, we, if we've got a healthy dose of curiosity and wonderment in our thinking, then that is going to help us to become a catalyst for ideas. If we're always thinking about the business, the team, the process, the procedure, whatever it is that we are focusing on and we're thinking about it a lot, then again, we start to become a catalyst. We can start conversations. We can start to question. We can go, well, if we're doing it this way, is there a better way? Has anybody ever experienced this in their other workplaces? So we start to throw it out to the team and say to them, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Help me come up with a solution so that we can enhance this, so that we can get it better. And if we think about the potential and, and that we have within ourselves, then we can start to focus on the problems. Because if they're just problems, they're just problems and we can't do anything about it. Problems become like a brick wall. I remember one of my leaders, one of my leaders, when I, again, when I was in the military, I worked with a lot of people, hence the reason why I got a lot of experience around leadership. Yeah. One of my flight sergeants, he used to say to me, Steve, don't just come to me with a problem, young man. Come to me with a solution. He said, if you just come to me with a problem, I'm going to turn you away. And I was like, well, how do I have to come up with the solution? You're the flight sergeant. You get paid more than me. But really what he was doing, he was setting me, setting me up for success later on in my life because I started to become a problem solver. I started to tap into my potential. I started to tap into other people's potential. I started to have conversations with other people. And I was going, hey, this problem that we've got, what are your thoughts on it? How do you think we could get past it? And once we start bringing lots of idea people together, and you'll know who your idea people are, yeah, then we start to come up with potential solutions, potential ways forward. And this is where, and again, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, we come up with our think tank. We start to bring more people in. We include them in our discussions. We include them in our strategizing. We include them in our planning. And this is where we start to get our think tank going. Now, only invite the idea people, the thinkers, into your think tank. Don't invite the people who don't have ideas. Because nothing will drain the think tank quicker then somebody going, I don't know, I don't know why I'm here. This is uh, 
This is not my thing. I, I, I'm not an ideas person. They'll drain the living life force out of those who can think, who like to come up with ideas, who are the visionaries. So be mindful. Again, we come back to the choosing, which was uh, the first part of this four parts um, podcast that I'm doing. So include those people, the idea people into your think tank and ask and expect of those people to make the ideas better. Yeah. Say to them, this is the standard. This is the standard that we have within our think tank. We must come up with a better way forward. We must come up with better ideas. We must be able to polish this diamond just a little bit more, even if it's only by 1%. And one of the rules that I like to set with my think tanks is, if you can't do it this time, don't expect to be invited to the next think tank. And because the people in the think tank are ideas people and they like that, they, they like to challenge themselves, they will go, damn, I don't want to miss out on the next one. So they start to come up with it. And when they come up with ideas, and this is one of the biggest elements here, when they come up with these ideas, when they start to shine through, give them the credit. Yes, let them reap the reward. So many times I've worked with people and I've come up with ideas and they've gone, oh, that's a brilliant idea. And then you hear about them in a couple of meetings later and they go, oh, I came up with this idea and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, hang on, that's my idea. You stole my idea, you bastard. And now you're passing it off as your own. So, you know, give them the credit. Give the people who come up with the ideas the credit. I, I remember there was a um, a role where I was actually, we, you know, I was running a, um, a recruit an element of the recruit training and bedding was an absolute nightmare. Anyway, we'd gone over various ideas of how to resolve this. And my corporal Paul, he came up with a brilliant idea and we tested and tried it. I'm not going to go into the whole story because it goes on forever. <laughs> but um, he came up with the idea and eventually it worked. And when we went to see the, the, the senior leadership, the squadron leader and the, the squadron warrant officer, you know, I, I, I said, Sir, can we have a chat? We come up with an idea that we think has resolved the bedding crisis. And he was like, yeah, sure. Tell us your idea, Steve. I said, well, it's not actually my idea. It's Paul's idea. And then I said, Paul, do you want to share your idea? And Paul got the credit for it. So, you know, this is where we want to be focusing. Because, again, when we give the credit to the idea people, they keep coming back. They they get the significance from it. So, you know, the other good thing about this process is that it's, uh, you know, as Tom Peters says, he says, weed out the dullards, nurture the nuts. <laughs> we want to we want to nurture the idea people. So the third thing that leaders do is they create strategy. They're very, very good at being able to come up with strategies. Now, you know, when we talk about a strategy, it's being able to work out how do we start and how do we finish? What do we need to do in between? How do we get a to do B and B to do C and C to do D and D to do E. And this, again, is, is, is a difficult thing for just one person to come up with. So, again, we come back to your think tank. And, uh, you know, there's some strategy questions that you can ask yourself that will help you to be able to come up with a way forward. So I'm going to read these out to you. And, you know, and these, comes from, these come from a, um, a podcast that I heard from John Maxwell on this subject and it's a it's a brilliant podcast and it, it was kind of like the catalyst for me doing this podcast so you know, again i want to um 
give John Maxwell the credit, but this is a, these are the ten strategy questions that he he said. If you ask these questions, this will help you get a strategy because as you answer the questions, the strategy will start to fall out. So question number one, what is the goal? Question number two, where are we now? Question number three, what is the timeline? How quickly do we need to complete this in? Question four, who's on the team? Who are the players? Who's going to be involved in this? Question number five, what are the resources that we currently have? What are the resources that we're currently missing? And where can we get those resources from? Six, what are the steps? You know, if we've got to get from A to F, obviously we've got to go through B, C, D and E to get to F. So let's break it down into bite-sized chunks and let's work out what we've got to do each time. What are the possible obstacles that we could start to face? What are the problems that we're going to start to face? And again, this is where you bring your think tank in. This is where you get your team together. The ideas people, the visionaries, the solutioneers. What are, what are the options? There's always more than one way to skin a cat. How should this be communicated? Again, we come back to what I mentioned in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. The communication of how the task is to be done, the vision, the mission, has to be very clear. Otherwise, people tend to disappear down rabbit holes. And then ultimately, what's the cost? Yep, because there's always a cost to every project. There's always costs. So we want to be mindful of that. Then option uh, number four, the things that leaders create are options. Yeah. We don't just want to be stuck with one option. Leaders are very good at coming up with alternatives by looking outside the box, by creating different perspectives, by creating different choice points. So we want leaders that are going to be focused but flexible. We want them to be like the proverbial tree in the ground where their roots are strong, where they have lots of strength and wisdom to be able to draw upon, but they are flexible enough to be able to move with the changing tides, times, winds of nature of the world. So, you know, Chuck Smith said, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. And this is so true. One one of the mottos of the Royal Air Force in the UK was flexibility is what creates air power. You know, the ability to be able to flex, to be able to adapt, to be able to change under intense pressure and still stay focused on the mission is incredibly important as a leader. So we've got to have that behavioral flexibility, that emotional intelligence to be able to zig when the rest of the world is zagging. Because leaders that make a difference are the ones that have the flexibility, have the adaptability and can change. And they do this by being able to create options, by having an open mind to be able to look at things in different ways. So the four things that leaders are able to create, the first one is confidence. The second one is ideas. The third one is strategies. And the fourth one is options. And these are some of the ways that great leaders start to operate. So ask yourself, you know, have a look at this, review it and go, Which one am I good at here and which one can I really start to focus in on improve? You know, are you good with your confidence? Are you good in creating confidence in others? What about ideas? Are you an idea person or a catalyst for ideas? Maybe you're not, you know, the most creative person, but you could start to stimulate other people. 
working on that. Strategy, is strategy one of your strong points or is it something that you need to focus on? And options, coming up with different options, different ways to look at things. Are you kind of like a bit of a, a, a single vision focus person? Because, you know, some people are and it's perfectly fine. And But this is where we need to surround ourselves with other people who can take on those roles for us or we can lean in and develop ourselves within those areas. Look, I hope that you've enjoyed this. Next time we'll be coming back and we'll be looking at how leaders can convince. But that's in a couple of weeks time. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, thank you very much for joining me. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode of Raw Leadership, the podcast. Until then, take care. Toodaloo. Thank you for joining me for this latest episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm sharing, and if you are curious about how you can reach the next level in your leadership quickly, then perhaps you may want to connect with me to discuss what I do as a leadership coach and how I've already helped thousands of other leaders level up quicker than those around them and get that advantage that so many people are looking for. If you are interested in this, email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au or you can go to my website, stevebarker.com.au and you can message me from there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward as well to continuing to share even more valuable content, insights in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. So until then, take care and we'll speak again soon. Toodaloo.